1: Welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Fastline Media Group. So I've got Dean Bark here. He's the president of Fastline. Dean, thanks for being on the show, man. Absolutely, Casey. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. So we've got a, a unique marketplace, to say the least. I think right now, as you take a look, what's going on around you. Um, you know, obviously combines are a, are a big point of conversation, and uh, they always are, and <laughs> they're never not a point of conversation. Seems like, yeah. So, Dean. Before we get into that, though, let's talk a little bit about what you, who you are, what you, and what you do for Fastline, and and how you got to where you're at today.
2: Absolutely. So, I'm the president of Fastline. I've been with the organization for about five and a half years, Casey. I've been in the president role for about ten months now. Prior to that, yeah. I was on the operation side, uh, chief financial officer, and also helped uh, from our manufacturing side of things.
1: Awesome. Okay. Good deal. So, you've been around long enough to to know what's going on and and uh, doing that. Before you were in Fastline, what what did you do? where are we at yeah
2: i was uh with a couple big companies i was with uh, yum brands uh so okay. uh, pizza Hut, taco bell sure um yeah headquartered here in louisville so I spent about six years over there at yum brand so right on kind of always so, been in the food space
1: ag space to some degree yep. so i'm from uh i'm from wichita Kansas, So somewhere when pizza hut was part of pepsico and all that and and down there and their headquarters there in wichita so
2: absolutely i think they started there in Wichita. that's right uh, yeah 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 yep.
1: right on so Okay, well, good. So let's jump over here and talk a little bit about what Fastline is doing. So we kind of opened up talking about combines and those kind of things, but you hit me with something I wasn't even aware of uh, before we started recording. You, you guys are sticking your toe into the uh, auction business. So talk about that a little bit.
2: Yeah, so super exciting. I mean, you know, I mean, anybody that knows Fastline for a long period of time knows it says. No, the uh, the catalog company that really sure. was able to kind of go uh national on on the catalog side of things i think throughout the years we've really evolved on the digital uh, side we have a complete digital offering now and uh yeah rolling out into the auction space so our first auction uh starts the bidding starts on that july 11th so we're about two and a half weeks away from that super excited about it uh bidding will close on august 1st so uh, uh our goal is to get into the online auction space uh you know we're going to probably take it take it a little slow getting into it. We want to make sure that we're servicing our customers sure. effectively. Um, but uh, we have hopes of, of getting into maybe a bi- uh, bi-weekly uh, uh, auction, uh, auction space moving forward.
1: Right on. Okay. So first one coming up in uh, August, do you have, what's your mix look like? Do you have a lot of tractors, a lot of coming? Where What's your mix of machines look like?
2: Yeah, good question. Yeah, I mean, we have a a little bit, a good little mix of uh, of both tractors and combines. Trying to finalize that right now as we speak. As you know, into that space, everybody's trying to wait to the last minute before they uh, before they jump in. Which I don't, I don't fault them completely. But uh, we'll have all of that finalized here in the next week and a half. But hoping to have a good mix of tractors, combines, you know, balers. Uh, just all the nine yards, uh, you know, we're really excited about getting into it. The challenge of of doing something um, new, right, is everybody wants to kind of to see how it works before they jump in. So just trying to trying to kind of get everybody comfortable with that uh, just by, you know, with some of the things that we can bring to the table that really other auction companies can. I mean, we have the really the largest audience within the agricultural community. We have over a million farmers on our list that are engaged. Uh, we have over 400,000 uh, social media followers, uh, you know, whether it's Facebook primarily, but also with Instagram and then TikTok. So, you know, just trying to leverage the the size and the magnitude of our audience uh, is going to be key, you know, key to our success long term, you know, in the auction space, I believe.
1: Yeah. So how's your response been to your first sale so far? You feel like you've gotten a good a good crowd of people interested in what you guys are doing?
2: absolutely yeah so we really just hit send i would say we wanted to make sure we had some accumulation of equipment sure. we've got about 50 or 60 lots up there right now and again we've got a couple uh i've got about a week and a half two weeks to go to finalize that mm-hmm. uh, so we're getting going we got a pretty good start uh, but we really just clicked send yesterday i'd say so to speak on really our, our social media campaigns really going out with you know farmer email blast dealer email blast Uh, Really going to hit social media hard. You'll see some things on Facebook and Instagram over the next couple of days. Really trying to encourage bidders to get out there and and, and sign up from a bidding standpoint. That's really the focus now. Is you know we really want to make sure whether it's whether it's 200 lots or even if it's just 50 lots, whatever it is on that first auction, we want to make sure that you know we're delivering good good results for our sellers, right? And so I think we can do that. We can certainly do that. You know if we can get and attract the bidders, uh, you know to come come online, and that's that's really our focus here over the next couple of weeks.
1: Sure. Um, as you're looking across the uh, spectrum, there. I mean, are you are you partnered up with another auction house? You guys are doing this in-house type of deal, using proxy bid? Like, how does that functionality work?
2: Yeah, great questions. No, we're doing it all on our own. We had talked okay. about um, you know, maybe partnering with some other auction companies. We had had. Discussions, but you know, the more we kind of got into it, we've got the knowledge, we've got the expertise on our sales team. Uh, We've got folks that had uh, been with uh, you know large auction companies before, uh, just leveraging that on the sales side of things, and then uh, really going out. We bought uh, and and built our own bidding platform, Uh, so it's an online, really smooth, very efficient uh, bidding platform. So, uh, and again, that's hitting social media right now. So, I'd encourage people uh, to go out and try to sign up as a bidder. You'll get to go see our platform, and then once our once our auction comes live, of course, you'll start to see some of the lots that we've got out there. So we're sure. going to go at it all by ourselves. Uh, we've got a, you know, a sales team across the country that's going to be engaged, that's going to be focused. I mean, a couple of things I think that's going to hopefully differentiate us on the sales side of things is, you know, we're going to have somebody, the boots on the ground, right? So we're going to have somebody out there inspecting every piece of equipment. Uh, we've okay. also got, yeah, and we've also got a quality department that's going to inspect and to make sure that, you know, the, the quality of the pictures and everything that's going online is going to be, you know, top notch, right? I mean, we're going to get people comfortable uh, with some of the things that we've got listed online. So really going to try to go at this from multiple different avenues to make sure that we get our sellers comfortable and then also the buyers comfortable that you know there's a good quality that you're going to see online with our with our pictures
1: okay um as you look at the equipment just kind of a rough geographical area do you have stuff from all over the country coming in or is it more you know midwest mid you know south where's a lot of your stuff coming from
2: yeah, so starting out, I mean, really, we got a pretty uh, heavy sales presence within the Midwest, Kansas, mm-hmm. Oklahoma is probably where we're seeing a, a good portion of, of a mix. But uh, also, there's some lots coming in from Florida and then the mm-hmm. Carolinas. And our goal is really to kind of infiltrate the uh, the Southeast pretty hard, uh, right. as well as the Midwest moving forward. So, you know, I think you'll see snippets of that on this first auction or two but I, I think it'll take us a little bit of time to really kind of uh you know build up that entire uh, national presence but that's absolutely sure. our hope
1: moving yep. forward it's a beauty. that's a beautiful thing about the online auction space is that it doesn't really matter where it's at you're selling it on a lot someplace so you don't have to haul yep. it to one central place or anything like that so yeah it makes a makes a big difference in in how how that bidding takes place for sure for sure yeah true 100 um, yeah all right so let's talk a little bit about um i'm 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 anxious to watch your first sale here so I'm, I'm ready to see what that looks like so um yeah. so let's talk a little bit about what you see happening out in the marketplace I and mean, like we t- kind of started up with it's uh unique to say the least i mean you're just just kind of looking at some of the uh the age of the equipment that we see out there how new it is and, and the yeah. price associated with that i guess as you're looking at at your website and the data that you guys are coming across there are you seeing a uh a fall off maybe a little bit in some of the later model lower-hour stuff or and seeing maybe some of this three- and five-year-old stuff starting to pick up and sell? I guess, where, where do you see the sweet spot right now on your site?
2: Yeah, good question. I would say definitely in that three- to five-year spot is really kind of the sweet spot right now. I mean, definitely, you know, we've, we've all been impacted over the last couple of years, obviously, with COVID and some yeah. of the inventory challenges that were going out in the industry. Starting to see, you know... With anything, I think people kind of uh, make some decisions and kind of overshoot some things, you know, just based off the, the the sheer need of things. So I definitely see some of the used equipment inventory levels starting to increase out there. Definitely, yeah. you know, on, on the on the combine side of things right now. Sure. So there's a lot of a uh, lot of folks that are interested in uh, you know talking to us about that from an auction standpoint, trying to move some of those. Sure. Uh, right. Now. So
1: yeah, I've kind of had this uh, couple about three or four months ago. I kind of started talking about hey, you know, we're going to see this august september october through the end of the year time frame where you're going to start seeing some of these combines start showing up and 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 i'm waiting for it i mean we're starting to see the onesie twosies come in Uh, i'm waiting for the uh the dealer that shows up and says all right we're going to sell 25 combines today type of thing you know
2: you're nailing it and i think it's coming pretty quick i mean just from some conversations that we're having i think people are building there's no doubt about that
1: yeah Yeah. because the onesie twosie things don't really affect the market like, like, a, you know, one big day event where you, you know, you go out and dump 25 combines on the marketplace all at one time. And in the grand scheme of things, that's, I mean, there's whatever, there's some 10,000 10, some odd combines out there on the market right now. Sure. But, but when you start looking at some of the stuff, uh, my biggest concern I have is not necessarily <laughs> how many combines are getting sold, but ultimately what they sell for. And I, and I, I just have a, it, these, big class 10 and class 11 combines that you see out there right now that are going to come to fruition that are, you know, 700 plus thousand dollar combines and they, they take a a 25 or, you know, 30 or 40% hit and they go from 700 to 500 that, that has such a ripple effect on all the stuff downstream that what that, what that looks like is going to be such a, such a significant move on the marketplace that it's going to have a, a a complete reset of the market that is going, it's going to, it's going to hurt. I mean, I, 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 I kind of, I thought there was going to be a soft landing on this deal, but the more I look at it, it's just going to be painful. You know,
2: I, 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 tend to agree with you, at least from what some of the data and some of the conversations that we're having, I mean, it could, yeah. it could be painful out there. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things we're, we're trying to do is trying to help obviously, you know, wherever yeah. we possibly can with our dealers and sure, you know, certainly, certainly in the auction space.
1: Sure. So as you look out there now, um, is there one other than combine? is there is there a, a segment that that's starting to stick out to you a little bit i'm paying attention to four-wheel drives i've got this you know so i call it bro science type of approach to this where i've <laughs> got this i've got this five-year kind of shift between four-wheel drives and sprayers because of no-till uh three to five year oh. because of no till like you know they're gonna switching from tillage to back to, to spraying and there's when sprayers are hot four-wheel drives aren't and when you know, vice versa. So I guess yep, yep. anything out there standing out to you right now other than combines,
2: uh, you know, maybe a little bit of that, but, uh, but no, not not at the moment. I think combines is definitely where yeah. uh, the, all, all the interest is at.
1: Yeah. That's, that's where everyone's got their, uh, yeah, definitely got their focus on um, looking out there. So let's, let's talk a little bit about um, some of the other trend lines you guys are seeing from a customer standpoint, as you guys look at your customer base that are coming into buying. Um, I mean, what, what's your, What's your feel right there? I mean, I know you said that three to five year old stuff is what's there, but are you looking at more tractors or combines or, you know, what is it that they're that they're interested in right now off your site?
2: Yeah, right now, I mean, a lot of it- as as usual, I mean the majority of our inventory is going to be in some type of uh, tractors, you know, whether sure. it's a low horsepower or yeah. high horsepower. So, still see a lot of uh, engagement on that side of things. Of course, we talked about the combines, sprayers as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. As you're looking out there, do you see anything, any big movement on on uh, like tillage pieces or planting at all right now? Where you seeing maybe? Some spike up in those because just from the sheer fact of I'll just use planners, for example, there's just not that many planners out there. So I don't know if you if you saw some more movement in maybe some older planners looking at maybe doing some upgrades and stuff like that. But it's, is the older planner market something that's of interest to folks right now?
2: It is, it is, absolutely. That's definitely one of the areas that we see some uh, you know, I mean, one of the things with our data is right, we can always track just sure. who's coming on our site and you know, what they're looking at. Yeah, we're definitely mm-hmm. seeing uh, some some uptick in that over the last probably three, six months. Yeah,
1: that's that's the one thing where I I you know an old planner's now worth maybe a little bit more than it used to be just because of there's some interest in, you know, a 2010 planner that probably wasn't there, you know. You know. I agree
2: you know it's yep,
1: 14-year-old yep. 13-year-old planner you know and, and it's they're they're going to tear it back down and make it new again because all that technology is now available pretty much across the board whether you're talking Deer, case or whoever I mean that stuff's all there that you can that you can do that there's a a full retro kit kind of service market I guess is the best way to put it out there I mean there's there's so many different places to go look at that um are you seeing much at all on the planner side of stuff starting to show up that had been retrofitted like maybe there's a bigger percentage of that out there i don't know if you guys track that or not but that's something i've been kind of paying attention to here a little bit because it's gained such popularity over the last two or three years
2: interesting now you know we don't probably track <laughs> that as much so i, yeah. I really probably should, you know wouldn't be able to to answer give you a good answer on that but
1: yeah that's that's uh just because of it just seems like there's so much of that going on right now where there's more folks taking a look at maybe so whether it's precision or deer side or whatever it is that they're looking at but there's I'm waiting to see those used ones hit the market and see what that the used used hit the market and and yep. put back put back together again. So it'll be interesting to watch that kind of unfold over over the rest 100%. of the year. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit about some. I know you got the auction stuff going, but let's talk a little bit about some of the data stuff that you have out there and and how your customers are using that data. Absolutely. So you know,
2: as I mentioned, I mean, you know, we started off, you know, we've been around for 45 years. You know, heavy into the print side of things, and then I'd say probably about five to 10 years ago when the industry started to shift a little bit more on the digital side of things we were you know keenly aware of that we made millions and millions of dollars from an investment standpoint to really make sure that we were beefed up on the digital side of things. Mm-hmm. You know, just started out with some of the basic digital offerings. And then now we've kind of uh, evolved into having, you know, the largest suite of digital capabilities in the industry. Right. And a lot of people just similar to the auctions, a lot of people don't think of Fastline in that regard, you know, and they think of us still mostly on the print side and we're still proud of our catalogs. But but yet yeah, digitally we've come, you know, really full circle. So, you know, full suite of products you know, whether it's just, you know, basic, you know, SEO, PPC type of things that we can offer our dealers. Obviously, we can do website builds, uh, we can do a lot of targeting, we can do a lot of geofencing, radius type of, uh, of advertising, you know, for folks as well. Um, and then also we have the ability to, you know, from a pixel based product, we can tell, you know, some of our our dealers exactly, you know, who's coming to their website, you know, with, with name, address, email information. Uh, and then, you know, also be able to, kind of show them some of the page paths that they viewed on their customer site. So, you know, that's just another a cool, a cool tool, I guess I would say from a marketing standpoint, you know, for, for some of the dealers out there to be able to get a little bit more in touch uh, and, and and a little bit more knowledgeable about their audience and who's actually coming to their site, looking to, to shop and buy. Yeah. So uh, those are, those are some of the things digitally that we can uh, that we can offer our customers. And obviously we use those our, ourselves, you know, with our, sure. with our farmer audience that, uh, that we have, you know, yeah. that we, uh, We've been able to accumulate over the years
1: yeah that uh you know tracking somebody across the internet and what they're doing uh has gotten to be such a i mean you look at like the facebooks and the googles of the world and, and yeah how much information they have on what we're doing every day but just just know what that customer is looking at and being able to make that decision on yeah. when you start marketing to that person is such a big deal when you're looking at that
2: it is. And I think, you know, where you know, we we've had it for a couple of years, Casey. And I think where it, it fell short maybe early on was we tried, and you know, part of it was our own fault candidly, just about being honest. I mean, we would try to couple that, you know, for our for our dealers with like an email campaign. You know, mm-hmm. let's let's you know, let's go see, you know, Casey Seymour's coming to our site. Let's just let's hit him with an email campaign, see if we can gauge his email, his interest you know, but the challenge with that is everybody gets inundated with emails nowadays. I mean, I think the right play is kind of like a, you know, a combination of a marketing approach. Sure, you can kind of warm folks up maybe with an email, but really, I think where the bigger play is maybe is on the direct mail piece uh, that you could kind of offer up with that. You know, we we have the ability to do that in-house and it's very inexpensive really, Uh, you know, from a, a, you know, cost per contact, it's uh, extremely inexpensive. So I think if you you couple, you know, a full complete, you know, marketing um, program around that, I think that that's where that product is super successful. And we have a, a lot of dealers out there, you know, deal deer case uh, that are seeing some good, uh, good success in that, in, in that, uh, that website product.
1: Yep. As you take a look at the future of the stuff, what's on the horizon for Fastline right now?
2: yeah really so right now it's uh, it's two things obviously the auction we talked a little bit about that super excited about getting that thing going i mean like i said i talked about our audience having like the largest you know engaged audience in the space with our farmers uh, as well as our social media, we also are coming in with the lowest commission rates. You know, no buyer fees, no added fees. So I think we can be really competitive with some of the big players out there. That's that's our goal, and that's going to be really our focus. I would say, you know, through the end of 23, probably even into Q1 24, we really want to get that set up, uh, and offer that service out there, you know, for buyers and sellers to make sure that we're successful there. Uh, and then I'd say after that, you, you, you've you've hit it already with just a lot of the questions that you've asked early on. We've got to. Uh, you know, we're, we're pretty good at the moment. We got to get better on our data, right? I mean, we, there's there, we're we're at a. You know, we've got a treasure trove of data that we're sitting on at our fingertips, just for the folks coming to our site. You know, our, our, our reader listing, and you just being able to uh, glean better insights from that information, just so we can provide that service out to our dealers, of course, but then also to the farmers. There's lots of things that we can uh, we can show trends on. You know, what are the most popular items are coming on our site, and and I think that that's something uh, that you'll see us move into in, in 24 a little bit further uh, along than what we've got right now, just providing that service to the farmers and the. Dealers. I'd say those two things, data, obviously, and then the auctions sure. is, is really where you're going to see us moving forward. And then to continue to beef up our capabilities just with digital marketing and then also support and print. We still have, uh, believe it or not, I mean, we still have 19 catalogs all across the country. Um, every edition, uh, we mail out about 225,000 catalogs. We hit about 4 million catalogs a year. So we still have a heavy print presence uh, yeah. that we want to continue to support as well.
1: Yeah, that's and that's that's the thing about, you know, people think digital is dead and, it, and it's not nearly what it was 20 years ago, but it's still it's still there and it's still it uh, still fighting around. you know
2: it, it is. It's funny. And there's still connectivity issues out there. I literally today I was driving over to Virginia uh just 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 here in the area and it's kind of in the mountain area. I mean, it, you know, phone dropped five, three, four times. And it's like so there are still some connectivity areas uh out there that print can play. And I think, you know, using data, we can also still be successful on the print side of things to make sure we're targeting certain radiuses uh, for our dealer base, for our customers. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think you've got to have some type of an integrated marketing approach uh, in order to be successful. You know, digital is where you're going to get your you know instantaneous results. I'm not going to dispute that or argue that, but I think a, a complemented uh, marketing approach, I think is where you're ultimately going to be the most successful.
1: Absolutely. For sure. All right, Dean. Good stuff, man. Uh, what's the best way for people to get a hold of FastLine? Is there a place to go look up your rep or someplace like that? What's the best way to do that?
2: Yeah, appreciate it. So a uh, couple of different places. I mean, obviously our, our, our marketplace online is fastline.com we have about 115,000 pieces of equipment online there uh, we also have fastlinemarketinggroup.com is uh, is our site that talks more about uh you know all the products and offerings that we have capabilities that we have and then of course social media hit us on facebook you'll see us on fastline uh you hit us on tiktok as well as instagram all of those places out there if you look just fastline uh, that's where you're going to find us and i really appreciate the opportunity
1: yeah. You know, Dean, I appreciate you being on, man. And I look forward to, to meeting you down in Nashville coming up here. You guys are going to have a booth down there. So uh, folks around, there want to get some more information about what you're doing at fast. And I'm sure you'll have a, a spread there that you can everyone can kind of see what you guys are doing. Right.
2: Yes, sir. Absolutely. Looking forward to getting down there and meeting you and then getting down there in Nashville there in September. So super yeah. excited about that.
1: All right, Dean. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast, man. Yep, yeah, Thanks, Casey. Appreciate it. Right on. Okay. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. Go to LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast. And check out the video version over on our YouTube channel, which is the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. Check that out there. More information about the Moving Iron Summit, go to MovingIronLLC.com. All the information is there. Or you can see me an email at Moving Iron podcast at MovingIronPodcast.com. If you want to take advantage of the $50 rebate from uh, the folks over at Axon, be one of the first 150 people to sign up, and you'll get that taken care of. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Dean Bark. Move smart, folks. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, Ag Direct can help you finance it. You can even apply online to agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at Agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data.